Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. An ambassador for the dogs and broadcasting live from Truist Park every day. All day, every day. It's time for Buck's Beat with Buck Baloo. Hey everybody, welcome back to Buck's Beat. This is episode number 90. And it's a Georgia-Florida game breakdown. Coming up in a few minutes, CBS Sports College football analyst and Sirius XM host Rick Neuheisel joins me to kick it around. But first, allow me to get this Georgia-Florida conversation started. I love this rivalry game. And the love developed long before I put on the Bulldog uniform. I grew up in Valdosta, Georgia, which is a short drive to Jacksonville. And when I was a kid, Valdosta even had a Georgia-Florida parade through downtown. Bulldog and Gator fans lined the streets for the show that featured local dignitaries and convertibles, team mascots, and businesses supporting their team. It was fun. Totally remember that and enjoy that. And then most years, Mom and Dad would wake up early on Saturday morning and head down to the big game, leaving me, my brothers, and sister at home with an older cousin. And I always wondered why mom and dad never took us to Jacksonville for the big game. And I realized why my freshman year at Georgia, when the team got off the bus at the Gator Bowl before the game, and you know I can remember it like it was yesterday when the door opened to the bus, the sights and sounds of chaos slapped me in the face. Remember the smell of bourbon in the air, meat on the grill, and... It was easy to see the adults running around acting a little more, uh, more than a little bit crazy back in those days. And at that moment, I realized why the kids got left at home. Now, once the game time arrived, that 50-50 split inside the stadium was absolutely exhilarating. And as the momentum shifts took place in game, you realize that this atmosphere was just special. Now, I did not play my freshman year in Jacksonville, but I soaked it all in. We won that day 24-22. And on the flight back, I remember thinking, man, I'm hooked. Can't wait to get back down here and play next season. And that next year, I was the starting quarterback when we hit Jacksonville. And I remember that being a good day. We blew them out 33-10. I had three touchdown passes and left with a trophy for being named player of the game. And by now, I know you've heard all about that 1980 game and the run Lindsay run play that saved the day and gave us the opportunity of being SEC champs and national champs. But what you probably don't know is that we returned the following season and beat the Gators by the same score, 26-21. And we scored twice on the same play as the run Lindsay run play, which was called left 76. But in this game, instead of hitting Lindsay on the dig route, 
I checked it down to Herschel on what we were calling a delay route. Most teams now use the term angle route for the running back, and Herschel scored both times he caught the ball on that play. Bulldog teams I uh, had the honor of playing on went 4-0 in Jacksonville. And we were 3-0 in the games I started, so there are a lot of good memories associated with this classic rivalry for me and the guys I played with. Joining me now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, Rick Neuheisel with CBS Sports and Sirius XM Radio. Rick, we appreciate your time as always, man. How you doing? Buck, it's always good to talk with you. I'm doing fine. College football is uh, going along earnestly, and uh, it's another great year. Uh, I know that folks down in your part of the world are giddy about those Bulldogs undefeated again. It's uh, been quite a run for that Georgia program. Yeah, 24 wins in a row, best since the early 80s, believe it or not, when you uh, you had a little experience with, with Georgia back then. So I see Dan Mullen's got the dogs number six in his poll this week. I've got them number two. I've yet to have them at number one so far this season. What about you, Rick? Uh, I think I've got them at number two. I think I've got Michigan ahead of them, and uh, I'm a little disappointed in myself that I haven't uh, called out Michigan for not having played anybody, especially when they <laughs> dodged UCLA and they dodged Arkansas as uh, as uh, worthy opponents to kind of put together this seat, this particular schedule. But you can't hate the player, hate the game. The, the college football player doesn't seem to care who you play. He just wants you to play well and keep winning. And uh, certainly both Michigan and Georgia have done that. Michigan has dispatched of everybody. Georgia's, you know, struggled at times. They had fell behind at halftime in two games. But uh, I know that given the kind of personnel that Kirby Smart enjoys there in Athens, they're going to find their way uh, to this uh, four-team playoff again. What are your impression of the Florida Gators? Are you expecting a competitive game against Georgia? I am. I am. Uh, The question is, can Florida muster any kind of running game? Because when Graham Mertz has a running game to go along with him, all of a sudden it's much easier for that high percentage passing game to keep churning out first downs. But when they get behind the chains and, you know, second and 10 or third and eight, then it becomes much more difficult. And that's why I think we'll end up being the tail of the tape and why Georgia will end up winning this game against the Gators. Yeah, manageable third downs always uh, beneficial for the quarterback. Gators are 109th in college football offensively converting on third down. But I tell you what, these two quarterbacks are both performing at a high level, accurate, good decision makers. What do you like about Beck and Mertz? Let's start with Beck. Uh, he's a big dude, man. I mean, uh, Aaron Murray told me he's 6'5". Uh, <laughs> in cleats. So, uh, is he not six five six four? Oh yeah, he's three? six four six five. No doubt about it. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a he's a big son of a gun. Uh, certainly sees the field well. And you know, even though they're missing Brock Bowers, 
and obviously Brock's a tremendously talented guy and a difference maker for the offense. I actually think in some ways it's going to be helpful to Georgia because they've got so many kids that are so deserving of chances and targets uh, over the course of a game that just can't get them because you have to give the ball to Bowers or you just can't look at yourself in the mirror as an offensive coordinator. Uh, there's going to be opportunities to spread the wealth. And guys like uh, Lovett and uh, Ra Ra Thomas and and uh, Lad McConkie are all of a sudden going to feel a lot more rhythm in this offense. And I believe with that, you'll have a lot more energy. Uh, and I think it's going to start looking like everybody remembers Georgia offense looked. Yeah, and Billy Napier will have uh, access to his go-to guy. This Ricky Pearsall is is really impressive. He's on pace to break the all-time Gator single-season receptions record with what he's got going on. So they, they've got access to him. Uh, Mike Bobo, he's got to adjust the plan a little bit, right? It's more about spreading the wealth around? That's exactly right. And I think uh, it'll also, instead of being just all scripted throws, meaning that, you know, the quarterback knows exactly where he's going when he's going back, whether it's a quick screen or different things where we know exactly where we're throwing the ball, I think it'll be a lot more just read the field type of stuff, which I think will help Carson Beck in the long run when you get ready for those big games at season's end. And you have to read the field to make those third down critical deals. So I, I think this is going to loosen up George's offense they're never going to get too far away from a running game and Dijon Edwards and company but but uh this is this is I think going to help Georgia uh as they await Brock Bowers return what about the defenses Rick Georgia they look at some of these categories and they're awesome scoring defense third down defense and then you look at some of the other categories that normally are important forced turnovers uh red zone defense that they're not up to speed in those areas uh what do you make of this Georgia defense so far? Well, I know this. When they gave up over 200 yards rushing to Auburn, some alarms went off. I don't know where they where they heard them. It was a locker room or was it uh, in, in their earphones that they get from all these companies? But somehow, some way, they came to life for that Kentucky game. And I suspected it because when you give up 200 yards rushing in a Kirby Smart program, you're going to hear about it. And I believe that the attention to detail on that side of the ball is going to get better and better and better. Uh, Listen, they've been replacing pros now for the last two years double-digit guys going off to the NFL from this program. So you're going to feel it for a bit, but I think the depth is still there. And as we get to this portion of the season, after another little mini camp, which happens over the course of a bye week, uh, I think you're going to see a lot more attention to detail. And I think you're going to be very happy as you watch this defense uh, play in the uh, all-important late October and month of November. Yeah, Hugh Freeze really game-planned up that, uh, really got after him on the edge, especially with the quarterback run that did some damage in the Auburn game and and know, did it with the kid that wasn't the quarterback runner right yeah Peyton really Norman threw him off guard it. yeah so so that he you know he might have been might have been a tactical move thinking hey they're not thinking with Thorne in there that they got to be so cognizant of the quarterback and that's why he got that edge always enjoy my time with new Heisel man he's a character love that guy so what's my prediction on this year's matchup Georgia takes the field a 14-and-a-half point favorite. Now, as you know, the last two matchups have been blowouts. 
And looking at this game, the Gators have had some real issues protecting their quarterback, Graham Mertz, who has been sacked 19 times. And I know Georgia's defense only has 12 sacks, but look for Kirby and Schumann and Muschamp to turn up the heat in this matchup with some blitzes. Gators offense also has struggled to run the ball away from the swamp, so I can see Mertz being in a lot of third and long situations, which obviously favors Georgia. On the other side, without Brock Bowers, Coach Mike Bobo and Carson Beck will be without their go-to guy. It'll be interesting to see what develops there. I expect to see more targets for Oscar Delp, Lad McConkey, and Ra Ra Thomas. And that dog's offensive line has done a great job of protecting Carson Beck. They've only allowed five sacks and 262 attempts. That is a sack every 52 times they drop back and throw the football. And, folks, the grade on that right now is an A+. This looks to me like a 31-14 Bulldog victory, unless they turn it over a lot, which I don't anticipate is going to happen. Thanks for welcoming back Buck's Beat Podcast. We'll be posting again soon. Subscribe to Buck's Beat and get the latest updates every week from the most connected guys in Georgia sports. Follow Buck at BuckBaloo8 on Twitter and check out all the fan podcasts at thepodcastpark.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 